I mean, it is starting to get weird because What's there's a happening? lot of them out there. There's there's a whole thing that's happening. They're out multiplying. There. They're multiplying, and the fact is, I walked out yesterday, and there was a group of like five of them, and I walked out, and they didn't move. Like that's what made it the most unnerving. I'm like, oh well, they're all gonna get out of so here. So they either are just fearless, or like now they recognize your face and know that you're not a threat, and they just want to do whatever the fuck they want. No, I don't think that's it. Oh. No, they're doing their own thing over there. We're gonna have to explain this. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Of course, I don't, uh, I don't want anybody to go through life having to deal with pests. And that's why Black's <laughs> Pest Services is there to help you with all of your pest service needs. And actually, uh, Derek and Bernard, I need to talk to you guys. Because something's going on in my backyard. This is actually, there's two things. I just thought about this. There's one thing that I don't think they can do anything about. And I'll get to that. There's another thing. I was walking over by my fence the other night. And uh, it was dark outside. And Mm -hmm. I heard, A, something squeaking in my bamboo. And I don't know what it was. But the closer I got it, it would go. What, do you think it was like a raccoon? Is that what raccoons sound like? I don't know. Do the sound again. That's a pretty good, like, animal sound. Okay, that's... that's it's very difficult for me to do. It takes a lot of uh, mouth muscles to make that happen. So I, I appreciate, you know, everybody appreciates the effort I just put into that. But yeah, it sounded like that. And I was tra- shining my light in there. And I'm, like, trying to see what it was. And I don't know. I have no idea. It's a mystery animal. I didn't see any, like, giant eyes or anything like that. So I didn't know, um, you know, I, I just I couldn't see anything. So I don't know what it was. Oh, my God. I don't God. know if it, yeah, I have no idea. It's a mystery animal. But while I was doing that, I got close to the bamboo, and then all of a sudden, boom, something ran along my fence right next was to it? my How head. How big was it? It was big, but it was dark, and it was big, and it was fast, and I don't know what it was. It kind of seemed like a rat, but I don't know. And it ran along the fence line, and I was like, what the hell was that? But it was right next to me. It didn't care that I was right there. And then at the same time, though, the other thing was in the bushes and I don't know what it was. I don't know if I'm dealing with like some kind of a, you know, like a weird animals it in there. It seems like you're having some animal overtaking in your backyard. Or, like they don't. Or I've got, you know, some kind of situation where it's like a, well, I got a few speculations. Anyway, blackspestservices.com. Uh, go there for all of your pest needs. So the thing in the tree, in the bamboo <laughs> though, that's, now that I'm thinking about it, it's getting a little bit weirder because it would squeak more the closer I got to the bamboo and then I back away and it stopped. And then I get closer and it would do that. Like it was interacting with me. With my presence being there. Oh, you're communicating there. with the creatures in your yard. And now I'm starting to think, you know, do I have, what, A, what could this be? Because I couldn't see it. Usually if it's a raccoon, you would shine the light, you could see their eyes and their beady little soulless eyes, you know. <laughs> they're they not soulless. Oh, man, they're, they're mean. They're mean little bastards. They're little trash pandas. Oh, they're mean. Have you ever gotten near a raccoon? No, but I've seen them and they you look really cute. You want to mess with cute. a raccoon. Well, I don't want to mess with one. Like they have little sharp claws and they're smart and they'll sit there and they'll, they're, all they're looking at I is I see your... them like eating like, you know, cat food and stuff. And they're no. very smart the way they use their hands. You know hands. what raccoons are doing when they're staring at you? What? They're looking at you and thinking your eyes would be delicious. They're not thinking my eyes would be delicious. They are. They're thinking, oh, look at those sweet They don't treats. eat eyes. They do. They do eat eyes. You don't know that. I do know that. I grew up in the country. No, they will. They will. Sometimes you say that and then it kind of, like, I'm just like, oh, whatever. But then I, I think of all the horrible things that you probably have not told me about your country living growing up. And the things that you might know, like about racco- like eyeball eating raccoons. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things growing up in the country. Things you wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you about. You wouldn't be able to handle some of the things that I've seen. 
So whatever's going on, though, in the um, in the bamboo. In your backyard safari. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm not sure. Because it's, it's squeaking. I don't recognize that kind of squeak. It's not like, that wasn't a rat. Whatever it was that ran by me was something. Maybe it was scared of this thing, too. I mean, I don't know if, I've got, if I'm dealing with, like. So you don't know if the thing that ran across the fence was actually the thing that was in. The... No, that wasn't the thing that was in the fence. Oh, God. Wait, there was something squeaking at you in the bushes, and then a giant other thing ran across the fence? Yes. Ew. Yes, that's what happened. Like that, they're two separate. Now, I don't know if the rat, if that's what it was, was scared of whatever's in the bush, but the thing was, it was like it was communicating with me. And now I'm starting to think about this. You know, I grew up in the 80s uh, and the 90s, and I watched, you know, all those shows with like E.T. or the random, strange, you know, alien creature that shows up and Fight of the Navigator, where you got like a little thing that you're oh, buddies spoilers. with. Um, no, Fight of the Navigator, I'm okay with that. Uh, by the way, if you haven't seen that, it's a great movie. So the more I think about this, like, what am I dealing with? What is there that's, like, trying to communicate with me when I'm getting closer to it? At night, in my bamboo, and I can't see it. Oh. That's weird. I wouldn't like that. No, there's something There's something strange about it. And this is what I'm saying. There's some weird stuff. Now, maybe it's because it's, you know, Thursday, August 27th, 2020, in the year of our apocalypse, <laughs> and I've been at home for months on end now, and... You know, I'm. The maybe, animals are getting more confident. Because... I don't think I'm the one going crazy. I think everything else is going crazy. Well, I mean, I so, think it might be a little bit of both. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm mm-hmm. perfectly sane. Uh, everything's starting to make sense to me now. Super normal. Here's what's going on. Clearly, there's some kind of an issue happening where there is something that's living in my bamboo at <laughs> night. It's coming there and hanging out and it's trying to communicate with me. I don't know what it's trying to say, but I need to get to the bottom of that. Now, I'm starting to tie this together to what I was talking about at the very beginning of the show where I said there was a group of them. Now, that's when I said a group of them. These are the crows. There was originally just one crow that hung out in my backyard. And honestly, throughout my time of owning this house, there's never been as many as there are now. And now, so it used to just be Carl the crow, who was an asshole. <laughs> Carl's a super asshole. And now I went out there. There's There's more and more of them that are just hanging out in the backyard of my house. And they're not... They're not really going anywhere when I walk out. Usually it'd be if I open the door, you know, they're all like, Meh, and they fly off. They're not flying off. They're not Okay, let me tell you, that's so weird that you're bringing up crows, because when I came to your house for the show today, like a little afternoon, uh, there was a crow sitting on your front porch. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. It was sitting on your, like, your front step. It flew away when I, when I started walking up, but it oh, was God. just sitting out there. Like it was like its property. It was sitting on the top step. Like right in front of your door. You know what makes a person paranoid who's already a little bit paranoid? Is to have animals stop being afraid of you and start getting closer and closer to where it's sitting on your front porch, establishing that as its territory. Also, one of them pooped on my chair outside. But this is these are things that I'm... It's true. And I don't know what's going on. Like something is up and I can't put my finger on it. But now that I'm drawing all of these very clearly tied together situations You're and totally scenarios. Not the crazy one. Um obviously I just drew the line there from what was by the fence, what's talking to me in the bamboo, to the crows, and now one sitting on my front porch. Something's going on. And I don't know what it is, but it's starting to bother me. Like I don't like it. I'm waiting for them to like what are they just trying to get inside? Are they gonna be inside of my house now? Oh god. Gonna be, I'm gonna walk in, there's Have gonna be a crow. Have you ever had a crow inside? I know you had a squirrel in here once. I had a squirrel in here. There was a squirrel that got in once. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, that I mean that happened. Um but I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Like what do you think the end game for a crow is? 
why are they all there? They, I walked outside. There were seriously five of them, and they just stared at me. And we're like, basically, fuck you. We're not going anywhere. What are you going to do about it, Greg? And what, what did I do about it? Nothing. I just kind of stood there. I was like, well, well, all right. I mean, clearly I need to assert dominance, but then I'm afraid there's so many of them. You know, they're going to start dive-bombing me. So I don't know. I'm like, am I getting bullied by crows? It sounds like you're bullied by crows. God dang it. How did this happen? Where did my and life plus, take a because, turn? Because, you know, we've had these conversations, <clears throat> you know, where everyone always tells you that they recognize faces and stuff. And so they're clearly recognizing your face and clearly just not giving a fuck. No. They're just like, oh, this is, he thinks this is his house. Isn't that cute? Yeah, this is our house. Come on, gang. Mm-hmm. Come on, murder. Speaking of murder. You know, that's what's going to be going. I don't know. This is this is making me uncomfortable. I think it's just uh, of the times. Like, basically, everyone's, you know, less active than they usually are. You know, we aren't doing as many things or anything, you know, that we'd like to be doing. I mean, fuck, it's like, sorry, I keep saying fuck, but it's like the end of summer, basically. And, you know, and I think the animals have now understood that humans aren't really doing as much. So they're just kind of overtaking the world and they're working together. That thing in the bamboo and that thing running across your. What is the thing in the bamboo? Like that was weird. I hope it's like a gremlin or something. Yeah, I mean, what if we are dealing with something like that, you know? I mean, it is 2020. There clearly could be mogwais and gremlins. It could be a mogwai. Um, would you keep a mogwai as a pet? Yes. You're a fool. Mogwais are super They're so cute, adorable. though. Yes. Gizmo is, like, really cute. But then we live in Oregon, and, and he would totally get wet. Yeah. You would feed it after midnight, number one. I know you would. You'd be like, well, you just want a little treat. Just a little bit's not going to hurt you. And, and I still don't understand, even though Michael Ian Black called me a semantic bitch for talking about this. True. Asking what is, like, when can you start to feed a gremlin again? Or I think Mogwai. I figured that out. I think I figured it out. Okay, tell me. I think it has to do with the position of the sun at that specific time at midnight, like, no matter where you're at. But although, if you were in, like... Mm, no, that didn't. No, because work. previously you had said from the country of origin, from which the Mogwai commenced. However, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, but then they were in like, where did Gremlins take place? Was it San Francisco or something? Uh, what? No, Chicago. Was it Chicago? Where was Gremlins? I'm trying to remember now. Take a guess. What's your guess? Um, it wasn't Chicago. I don't think it was. I'm thinking San Francisco. I'm thinking, or maybe New York. I'm thinking outside of San Francisco. Because there was a uh, Chinatown. There was a where... Chinatown, but the, he was also on his travels. Where was it? <laughs> I don't know. This is driving me crazy. Honestly, I do love Gremlins, though. That um, movie is Where amazing. did it take place? Kingston Falls, which is... Okay, Kingston Falls. So they went to the... Which Chinatown? Inventor visits a Chinatown antique store. It doesn't even say where it was. It was just... Chinatown says does anybody know where did gremlins take place like what state was that in well the second one is in a city because they take over the tv station (sighs) and I love that one oh it is so ridiculous gremlins 2 the new batch yeah gremlins 2 the new batch I know I know and I know you're a fan of gremlins 2 I totally that one um but what I'm trying to do here is just see where it was that uh, Gremlins took place. I guess it'll just be a mystery. I mean, it's in a small town. I know that because they take over the, well, it's Kingston Falls. All right. Back to owning a Mogwai, though. Yes. This is something that you would do. No, I guess you're right. I probably shouldn't. I would like to see somebody else who owns one and get to pet it but and hug it. What if the creature in my bamboo, just hypothetical situation here, 
is a cute little like alien looking thing. Kind of looks like, like E.T. E.T. E. is not cute. Nobody. I don't think he's not that small. E.T. is. I mean, grody. he's fine. He's, he's grody. Not grody. You know, you he don't smells... deserve an alien friend if you e. think e. he's grody. E.T. smells bad. E.T. looks like Ollie he smells, smells bad. bad. I don't think E.T. smells like Ollie. Uh, E.T. looks like he smells bad. And he looks like he's That's like slightly to say. slimy. No, I would still want to hang out with him. But I'm just saying he's probably like a little bit slimy. He doesn't look slimy. He's a little slimy. What? E.T. is totally a little bit slimy. He does not look slimy. No, he looks like he has like elephant textured skin. No, it's just a little bit like moist when you touch it. That's like, just really slightly, weird. Just slightly. Uh, Courtney just uh, posted like a, a little picture. mucusy almost. Uh, Courtney just posted a picture of the sexy gremlin from uh, Gremlins 2, the new batch. And yes. I have always wanted to dress the like her. Gremlin. The yep. lady gremlin. The sexy mm-hmm. lady gremlin. Yep. Always wanted to dress like her for Halloween. Maybe mm-hmm. this is the... This is the year. You, you do you. You do that lady gremlin. Um, okay, so if there was, though, like I'm talking about something that looks like more like a koala, but it's something, but it's not a koala. It's definitely of alien origin, but like not a super bright alien, like an alien. Like pet. a baby alien? Like a, or yeah, or like an alien pet or something. But it's like looking at you and it like holds out its hand to you. Oh, I would totally yeah, lose my arm because I would completely like reach out and be like, what's you would? up, little buddy? Would you keep it? Like keep it in a backpack and go around and like go out into public like like the movies you know where they always they have it in there and like shh you can't tell anybody probably I do go a lot of different places especially like showing houses and stuff I wouldn't know what to, I mean I'd have to entrust you know my little friend's care into other people from time to time you tell other people Sarah that's the okay number one rule of keeping an alien as a pet you can't tell anybody because you tell somebody eventually the government finds out and they send dudes in suits to come get it. Like, or the, if they find out where it escaped from. You can't tell anyone. I mean, basically, what's happening now is that it has been announced that there are, like, unidentified flying objects that people are, they're absolutely saying with certainty they don't know where it's coming from. And nobody gives a shit right now. They'll care. They will care. Have you watched any movies ever? This is textbook situation. Wow, you're getting a little worked up about this. Well, you wouldn't be able to tell anybody. Because if you did, they would show up for it. So would you be able to keep that a secret if you had like a secret alien No, I would have to buddy. tell you because I wouldn't – no, I wouldn't want to carry the burden alone. I'd tell you because then you'd feel equally responsible. And that way I could pawn off the alien on you when I needed to go do stuff. No, then I just wouldn't trust you that you're going to go out and tell other people too. <laughs> you're going to spoil it again. You'd spill the beans. Uh, you're a bean You spiller. would be the one that would be talking – actually, I know exactly what would happen if this were the movie situation of it. You'd be the one talking on the phone and you'd be like, you know what? I just got to tell you. I found an alien baby in the bamboo, and it's crazy, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> it's a secret. Greg gets really mad when I talk about it. And you'll be there saying that, and it'll be like, uh, you know, you'll be walking by like a table of somebody eating. It'll be a government person. It'll be like, and they'll do the whole thing where their eyes look up, and then they jot down like your description and like your car that you drive off in. And then oh, they'll... do you think I'd have to get it like a car seat? No, you keep it in a backpack. I did have one. I had Muppet. He would fit into my backpack, and he loved it. And I would ride around in his little. I would zip his. I would zip it up except for his like little head popping out of the side. He was so comfortable. I think he never moved a muscle. He would just lay in there, just with his head like with the fur blowing in the breeze. It was my favorite thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It was pretty cool to feel like his little warm body like on my back as I was riding around. Yeah, getting... so this is why you would be a bad alien owner, alien pet owner. Wait, I think I missed your impression of me. I was responding to a working... I know, you're not listening to anything that I'm saying. But that's okay. You can go back and... 
You cut missed it out. all of that. You didn't listen to any of that. No, you talked about like right now, just in front of us while we're doing the podcast, where it's you and I in a room. You didn't listen to what I just said like two minutes ago. What? That's okay. Okay, so people are now. For my... <laughs> uh, Did you think it sense my frustration? What? I didn't say anything like that. You are always having to answer last minute things. I just had to do something really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. There are some other swimmingly. comments that people are saying. Yeah, <laughs> Keelan talking about uh, ET going back to yeah that thin layer of whatever like mucus that's on him. Yeah, I just think that he looks moisturized. Dri- I don't no, believe totally that it's right. mucus. ET when he dried out, when he got sick, he turned white. Yeah, what that's from the dri- inside. It's because he was drying out. From the inside. Because he wasn't producing. He was dehydrated. Yes, because he wasn't producing his mucus. We get pale if like we're dehydrated and not producing He liquids. wasn't producing his, his mucus. Yes, underneath slime. his skin membrane. Oh, uh, it's like a little bit sticky, a little it's bit It's not sticky. He's not sticky. E.T. totally is. Um, something, Steven Spielberg, if I ask you one question, is E.T. sticky? <laughs> <laughs> question number one. That would be, that might be one of my first questions that I would ask Steven Spielberg. Like, Wow, and he'd just hang up on you. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is, I because I really do not believe, I think that he would be, like maybe have a more plasticky feel, but like rubbery, like a rubbery plasticky, like like less porous than an elephant skin, like a little more rubbery, but I still don't think it would be sticky and or wet. Keelan says he'd pay $500 to get Greg to ask Spielberg that question. I If I ever get the chance... John says, I think I 100% touch, will. I think touching you two would be like shaking hands with an old person with gout, like uncomfortably warm and soft. Ew. He would be super warm. And his skin gives a little too much. Like there's a little too much give. Gross. Yeah. If you could keep any alien from a movie as a pet, what would it be? Does it have to come with all of the bells and whistles that it has in the movie? Everything. Everything. Ooh. Man, I need to think about that. You'd do Alf, right? Well, Alf would be my friend. He wouldn't <laughs> be my pet. Alf would be my buddy. Yeah, Alf and I would hang out. Can't have any cats around him. But yes, 100% I'd hang out with Alf. Yeah. But he wouldn't be a pet. A pet would be probably the little thing from Flight of the Navigator. That's the one that I would go with. Hmm. Yep. I'd probably want like an alien or like another an otherworldly being. I could, what's the difference? Like, could I have, like, Ludo from Labyrinth? That's not an alien. How do you know he's not an That's alien? That's not real. How do you know it's not real? It's not real. You're not real. Aliens. Anyway. All right, well, you'll have to think about it. Yeah, I need to think about it. Well, going back to what's in my backyard, I don't think it's... Whatever this is, it's trying to communicate with me. So I'm going to have to go back out there. Are you going to bring me the pieces? <laughs> Lay them out? No, because that's what the rat's going to eat. Um that's true I love it like here's Reese's Pieces from my alien friends ouch and then you just have like a line of rats out there that's exactly what it would be <laughs> but I don't know what squeaks like that at you that's a weird one to me can rats have nests in the trees uh probably but I that's I, it was not a rat have you looked at it during the day yeah like in the tree have you looked to see not as some- close should see if something's in there during the day. Uh, well, I mean, I've looked to see if there's anything staring back at me and haven't had anything staring back at me. But what it was, whatever was in there, I don't know, man. That was weird. It was weird. Maybe there's some sort of, like, nest in there. Okay, yes, we get it. Sounds like you're cleaning your teeth out. Okay, that's enough. Greg, that'll do. 
Hello, my friends. How are you? Welcome to another day of compelling content from me and Greg. Greg and I. However the fuck you say that. Welcome. What's going on over there? I don't know. How are you doing? I'm a little stressed. I'm fine. Thank you for asking. You poking at me is making it a lot better. Ha. Sarah. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. That wasn't enthusiastic. No, I was not enthused. <laughs> All right. First up, a, sat- a satellite internet service provider is offering up a bounty of $1,000 to someone who is willing to digitally detox in nature without any electronic devices. I'm going to be doing that. Uh, 40... <gasps> So 48 hours. Think you could do it 48 hours? Yeah, actually. Totally. All right. So this is a satellite internet based in Salt Lake City. Said that one randomly selected applicant for the digital detox challenge will receive $1,000 American dollars in exchange for spending 48 hours living out of an RV at a U.S. national park. You're not even camping. You're living in an RV? internet or phone service. I mean, I might get bored. Do I have to stay in the RV the whole time? I don't think that you have to stay in the RV the whole time. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, the company says How the applicant will be given a stipend in addition to the $1,000 prize <laughs> to cover the cost of renting an RV for a two-day adventure. What's it called? What's the name of this company? It How do I called sign up? Satellite, oh, let's see. Satellite Internet. Based in Salt Lake City. Okay. Satelliteinternet.com. Yes, yeah, so you get a stipend in addition to the $1,000. You, you don't even have to spend that getting the RV and shit. Yes, I will do that. So it says that it will provide an internet hotspot at the end of the 48-hour period uh, for the winner to share details of the experience online. I like how how it rewards you for being offline, and then immediately when you're done, it makes you go online to tell about your experience offline. Um, Yeah, I'm in. The company says that the contest is open to anyone over the age of 25 with a valid driver's license and eligibility to work in the United States. A winner will be announced September 23rd. I'm going to apply, too. Plus, a U.S. national park. Oh, I don't know if you do good with that. In an RV? Two days? Yeah, I'd be fine. Plus, we have the we have Mount Hood right there, so that's the U.S. National Park, right? Wait, it goes to any national park? Mm-hmm, any U.S. National Park. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would do this. I would pay to go do this. So, yeah, if they're going to pay me, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Well, now since you said that I wouldn't do this, I'm absolutely going to do it. I don't know if you'd like it for two days. Two days by yourself. In an RV? That would be sweet. In the middle of the woods? Out of the city? That sounds amazing. Ah, my son. No, I'm going to apply for No, no, I'm going to apply. Where's my next story? Story number two! It has now been announced that most possibly the world's most expensive peanut butter and jelly sandwich has been created. And it sells at $350. That's expensive. That's an expensive peanut gold butter and jelly sandwich. It? Although it's not as expensive as I would have thought. Well, this is uh, a PB&J you know, that. that's on the menu at Chicago's West Loop restaurant called Pizza, Beer, and Jukebox. Okay. Right. Uh, so it sells How's for $350. It's called the Golden Goose, and it must be ordered one day in advance, according to the menu. And it features uh, Maison Dutri's Red Currant Jam. Which is the world's most expensive jelly, hand-seeded using goose quills. What? Hand-seeded using goose quills? I don't even understand that sentence. Like, do they 
pick out the seeds with goose quills? I don't know. I mean, seeded means taking the seeds out. I guess so, yeah. Maison du Tri. Listen to that accent. That's so good. Maison du Tri. Maison Blanche. Maison du Tri. Red currant jam, the world's most expensive jelly, which is hand seeded using goose quills. Adam's all natural peanut butter. And toasted edible gold leaf bread, all topped off with a drizzle of New Zealand manuka honey. I mean, it sounds like a good sandwich, but I mean, I'm not going to... I mean, it sounds fine. Fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so if you have $350 and you want to go to Chicago and whenever, when can we travel again? Because I think, actually, I think Chicago's shutting down travel till like, like the end of 2021. I was reading something about that. For another year? Yeah. Really? Well, I read, that was just what I read, like, at one point. You don't need to look it up right this second while I'm in the middle of my segment. But I had read that at some point, so hopefully that's not true because I would really like to go there at some point. $350 PB&J sandwich in Chicago. All right. You want Maison Blanche's? No. Stefano Demira's house in Days of Our Lives. Maison Blanche. Come to Maison Blanche. Where are you here, Stefano? And finally. Surprise. I am Stefano Demira. Did he have an evil twin? Stefano didn't, but he died a few times and came back. Okay. He faked his death quite a bit. It was just contract negotiations. I don't know. Probably. (laughs) All right. And finally, a little real estate news. Did you know that you can now hire home exorcists to help cleanse and sell your haunted house? A home... Wait, a home exorcist? A home exorcist to cleanse and sell your haunted house. Is this something you're going to offer for your real estate services? For sure. Like, would you That's also? Uh, we can also. I can also cleanse your house to make extra, sure it's not for an extra haunted. Fee. Or I can cleanse the house that they're buying. Oh yeah, total add-on services. Yeah, some like sage cleansing and. You shit. want me to just, like show up and I can make the house seem haunted? <laughs> no. Whoa! Oh, you're going to definitely need some exorcist <laughs> services here. This is a good racket, Sarah. This could work out. You can get me into the house beforehand and i'll just like tromp around in the attic or something you know or make some weird noises or like if it's just one person's in a room i'll just be like Help. like oh I, I don't know that's weird i've never heard anything well you know i mean i didn't want to bring this up but it's it's possible you've already signed the papers it's possible this house could be haunted i mean i do have an exorcist that i can bring we don't have to talk, tell anybody it's just for a small fee of $899. And <laughs> we can uh, get this thing all cleaned up for you. Yeah, you're into that. Well, here's the story. Here's, here's our add-on one. Story is as such. Would you purchase a home rumored to be haunted? Would you? Fuck no. If you said <laughs> That's no. That's a hardcore no. If you said no, you're among the 61% of Americans that would not buy a home if they I already believed did. that it was haunted. <laughs> you do live in a haunted house. I do. Uh, so to help owners of haunted homes cleanse their property, you can now hire a home exorcist to get rid of bad vibes, ghosts, and demons. A survey done by isoldmyhouse.com asked 5,000 Americans about their supernatural beliefs to gauge the impact the paranormal has on selling a property. Oh, I should do like a class on this. Like, how many? what do you think the paranormal has to do with you selling your property along with its value? Well, a study found this about Americans, that 55% of Americans admit to believing in ghosts or spirits. 36% reported a paranormal experience. 61%, of course, wouldn't buy a home if it was haunted. A home rumored to be haunted. This is a real estate fact. Real estate fact. 
A home rumored to be haunted will stay on the market 133 days longer than the average home. Really? 133? <laughs> that's, that's a long time, isn't it? That's a, Yeah, that's, that's a significant chunk of time. Uh, 27% reported a harmless experience with the ghost or spirit, such as items being moved. 9% said their experience was aggressive, such as disturbing noises, physical pain, or items being thrown or broken. And 19% of Americans have talked with a psychic or a priest about a supernatural event. 19% of people. Have you ever been to a psychic? No. Yeah, they freak me out. I don't want to go to one. No. All right, so to help Unless combat we have a these statistics. On, which you said that we could. No, she's like, she's long gone. Uh, so this company's partnering uh, to offer a home exorcism service. Oh, which they're doing for free. Doing it wrong. So I said, we've partnered with an exorcist to offer a home exorcism service that will ensure your property is empty of any apparitions and suitable for the 61% of Americans who would rather not buy a haunted house. Why is it free? <laughs> there is something to that. Like, nobody's doing that for free. All right. So just like how you said the mind reading doesn't work over distance, how do you feel about exorcisms? Because it says this free service will be facilitated initially by a remote video call <laughs> between the homeowner and the exorcist who will be able to diagnose the issue if there is one and offer advice on how to deal with the paranormal activity. No way. In the way. case that a home visit is required, the homeowner and the exorcist can discuss costs moving forward. Oh, oh. so nothing's actually free. Now I get it. Yeah. So it's just like it's cold calling for suckers. Yeah. We're like, what's that? We hold your, wait, hold your phone up for a minute. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, demons. I heard that. that. So many demons. I mean, I wanted to say it was just a ghost. That sounds like a demon. That's what you got there. Do you have a child? Has a child done anything strange over the last, like, six months or acted weird or acted out or said something odd or perhaps didn't want to eat something or ate something you didn't expect or did any of that kind of go on? Uh, did they have trouble sleeping or wake up too early? Okay, yeah, then you definitely have a demon. <laughs> yeah, if any of the if any of the above is true, your child's probably being affected by the demon. I would not I would waste no time. Well they do say it's a subject that's fascinating. Sarah, I can help you make so much extra money. <laughs> Can you help also cover, like, the bills for all the lawsuits I'd receive? I mean, it's just an opinion. This is so shady. It says, trying to sell a house can be stressful a stressful life event, even at the best of times, let alone while adding in the possibility of a house being haunted into the mix. That's This is some shady shit right now. I hope this service can really help put this people at ease and will continue to make house sales quick and easy for our customers. Business. Yeah, okay, I'm down. All right. Well, you want to try it? Good luck with that. You're uh, buying a house right now for somebody, aren't you? Or you're, yeah. you're looking, you're shopping? Yeah, we're looking, yeah, we're shopping okay. for a house. Okay, once you sign the paperwork, let me get in there into that house, and I'll just do a little creepy, like... You know the people that are buying the house. <laughs> Shh, they'll never see me. One of them is listening right now. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do that at all. They'd just be like, get out of my house, Greg. <laughs> Greg's not here. It's not Greg. It's a demon. <laughs> and then make that weird noise from the creature in your bushes out there. It sounds like you're making out with a squirrel. <laughs> okay, that's enough. It really hurts to do that noise. All right. Well, there you go. That's your world of crazy. It's not Greg. Greg isn't here. <laughs> this is my house. I will haunt your child. Bring me the boy. 
you know, saying things like Ew, that. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> it's super creepy. But that's why somebody's like, well, I'm next to this now. I think you're going to be like, your hair smells really nice. <laughs> what? Now I'm a real that creep. That of lipstick is beautiful on you. Ew. Gross. I know. That would be creepy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be a perv ghost. <laughs> be the pervy ghost. I'm not a pervy ghost. <laughs> That's a beautiful color on you. <laughs> oh, my God. Gross. All right, uh, let me do some quick ball talk. Ooh. Chop, chop. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding that. me? I was trying to see what you would do. Yeah. Mm. If I were a ghost, I'd just prank people constantly. I would so prank people. What satisfaction would you get after a while? It just seems like it would be sad. Well, I have for eternity, so stop calling it sad. <laughs> figure out new time. ways. I mean, like, I just take people's socks. Actually, come to think of it, I'm missing a lot of shit in this house, so maybe that's what's Stuff going on. Stuff does disappear here. Not it even does. limited to I my swear. shoes. No. Oh, during Over the course of quarantine, I have lost a brand new cocktail shaker that I purchased. Like, brand new. I had it for a week, and it's gone, and I cannot find it anywhere, and it makes zero sense to me why, where that would go or why anyone would even take that. I've lost a Bluetooth speaker. Just thin air. Um, I lost my headphone chargers. Gone. Sure, it's not like you're really going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I don't get it. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk Balls. balls. All right, so over the course of the last 24 hours, yesterday at about this time, I mentioned that it looked like the Milwaukee Bucks of the NBA were going to possibly uh, strike and not play their game yesterday um, because of everything that's gone on in Wisconsin, and we don't need to go into all the details on that. It's awful, and yeah, just shit's going on um, in association with, with Jacob Blake and what happened. So the Bucks did end up not playing. Mm-hmm. Long and then the rest of the NBA followed suit. Um, the WNBA followed suit. Parts of Major League Baseball followed suit. Um, MLS, NHL did not yesterday follow suit, but they did today. Mm-hmm. To where basically all the leagues are saying, "Okay, we're going to stop playing too." My friend, uh, well, our friend Heather, who is a historian, who was talking about this, uh-huh. who was saying um, this definitive thing, which I didn't really understand until I was reading it and like really understanding it. She said, uh, as a labor historian and a huge fan of the NBA, what what is happening right now is amazing to watch. And don't forget, it's a strike, not a boycott. They are workers intentionally withholding their labor. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting to kind of set that point. Put the juxtaposition there. Exactly. Because yeah, it, it does get confusing. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just thought that was important to say. I was... Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, but here is what's happened today. So the players, well, apparently there was a big fight between the players themselves last night over what to do. Everybody, from all the reports are, people got heated. You know, obviously it's a very emotional thing for a lot of people on what to do. Um, today, though, they did meet and they have decided to continue with the playoffs. So they will be starting back up. Today's games will not happen. Uh, but... Uh, and I'm honestly, details are still kind of rolling out on everything, but it does sound like they're going to start back up with Saturday being the latest, and they're going to continue with the playoffs. They 
met with owners and the, the, I don't know whether there's, the, I would imagine there's a bunch of plans that are going to be coming out because they wanted more owners involved and they wanted more things to happen. So I don't know what that is. I don't know what yeah. happens for them to be like, okay, we're, we're going to continue with that. I wonder if it, do you think it's going to really actually happen? I don't know what it, whether they'll actually play. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, yeah, they met and they, all the players themselves decided they wanted to continue to play. Huh. So I, but I don't know what their stipulations were for coming back. I, I haven't read that myself yet. And, and I don't know if it is out there what the stipulations were that they wanted, what they wanted answered, whether what, what they got mm. enough. So I'm gotcha. sure, we'll, sure we'll find something out. Don't know. Uh, but that is uh, where we're at with that. So uh, as far as the other leagues, my guess is they'll follow the NBA. I mean, the NBA really is kind of leaders in this mm-hmm. area, but uh, I just don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's, I just don't know, but it's something unprecedented that's going on. So just like everything else <laughs> is unprecedented. Like unprecedented. Um, but yeah, that's what's happening right now. So uh, that's where we're at. Okay. Yep. I'm glad to, glad to know that. Yep. Putting that out there. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right. All righty. Don't do that noise. That is a horrible noise. Oh, we do have a couple things. Um, well, we do have one in particular, a shout out that we want to give. And it's yes. big, big old fat congratulations and happy anniversary to Peter and Angela. Peter and Angela. Who are celebrating 21 years together today. That's a long time. That is a long time. And they, awesome. they don't seemingly just like each other. They seem to get along quite well. So uh, that's quite the feat. <laughs> Yes, indeed. No, they're both amazing people, and we're so happy for you. And yeah, congratulations! Definitely, congratulations! And uh, yeah, and thank you, everybody who's tuning into this show and listening to this show and being a part of this show. We appreciate it yes. greatly. Uh, let's see. John says, "I'm picturing the monkey from Community who lived in the vents in my backyard." What is out there? I don't know. Like something's weird. I mean, it's probably just like a rabid raccoon or something. I don't think it's a raccoon. There's something out there. Possum? I, I don't know what that noise is, and it's really irritating. <laughs> so what it was. All right, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. It's a from beyond. Just call 503-575-9120. Would you be surprised so at this point if it was a little alien living in there? No. <laughs> you want to go out tonight to see if it is one and if you can be friends with it and if you're going to put it in your backpack and carry it around with you everywhere? No, I'm not going to. I don't trust it. You would just leave it if, even if it was like an adorable alien? What if it was looking out to you? It's like both hands. I think it's a trap. What if it's both hands? Yeah, I reach in there and then the big alien like jumps out and it's like, got you. Go to my room. And it shows me in a, it's an alien talking. And then shows me in a bag. Oh my lord. And jump of the hut like. Alright, thanks everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more fun employment radio. Bye friends. Bye. 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 Bye.